There's too many homelosers, too many trimmers, but I like to watch them for Rotten Treasures. Hello and welcome to Rotten Treasures. Uh, we watched Home Alone 4, Taking Down the House? Uh, taking Back the House. I'm thinking of, um, I'm sorry, I'm thinking about uh, the band, the Talking Heads. Anyway, I'm Jim O'Donnell. <laughs> With me is my co-host, Kai. So smooth. That's, yeah, that's great. Keep going. <laughs> and our special guest, a uh, Philadelphia comedian, oh, Ross Weissman. Hey. Ooh. Okay, hey, I already have thoughts. So I like that the tagline <laughs> for Home Alone 4 is taking back the house, as if that's not the theme of any home invasion. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and also, I thought when you were saying, oh, what were you thinking of? I thought you were going to reference, instead of taking back the house, bringing down the house, that weird movie with Steve Martin and uh, Queen Latifah. Oh, my I, God. So my sister loves that movie. Well, I loves- think we saw it in theaters. I'm not certain, but I think we did. My sister loves that and uh, Big Mama's House. Sure. Oh, well, fun fact about Big Mama's House. Uh, my family, we used to live down the street from Terrence Howard. Wow. Oh, did you learn about his um, his math? from him oh i have i have heard i've heard about this no he did not he did not enlighten us he uh his family did have a cool like treehouse in the front yard though did you say map or math does he have his own map or type of math that he's created math okay he he thinks that one times one equals two and he has posted a quote-unquote proof on uh twitter and it's Great okay. to read through. It's it's amazing. Yeah, isn't it like in very simplistic terms, like 1.3 times 1.3 or something like that, where like technically those are closer to one, but when you multiply them, then like they're closer to three. Well, now it's closer to three. It's confusing. It's very confusing, but like, I, I don't, I don't know. Whatever, he's wrong. That That's my <laughs> hot take today. Ross, what's your, <laughs> what's your relationship with the Home Alone franchise as a whole? Uh, I've only seen the first one. <laughs> Wait, is that still uh, aside from today, like the fourth one? Is that it? That's all you yeah. have? Yeah. Oh so I've God. seen. I haven't. Well, I can't say I've seen the bookends because I know that after this comes Home Alone, something with Malcolm McDowell. I think. I think it's Holiday Heist. Oh, yes. excuse me. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm glad that they didn't make it just about Christmas, even though it's very clearly just about Christmas. That's nice. Um, <laughs> They're very inclusive, the Home Alone franchise. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I'm like anybody. I uh, this, I mean, it's around Christmas time and the holidays. This movie is playing constantly on TBS and basic cable. And, like, yeah, it fulfills that kid fantasy of... Oh, man, like if you literally were home alone, you could do whatever you want. You didn't have to care about money and food. And then uh, eventually realizing that family is important, even if they get on your nerves. Uh, And this movie doesn't say any of that. He's he's barely home alone. (laughs) No, 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 no. He is never home alone, period. The butler is sleeping. That still counts. He is there. Oh, yeah, he's taking a nap. I can think of a single time where there was nobody, like, he was never in a home by himself. This is is not a good movie, first of all, but also not a good Home Alone movie. What a brave thing for you to say. (laughs) (laughs) Both Macaulay Culkin and Daniel Stern hate this movie, by the way. Uh, They they asked Daniel Stern to be in it, and he was like, what? No. 
No, this is an insult to filmmaking. I'm not going to do this. Yeah, like, you also found that quote in his IMDb facts. Just I, like, geez. <laughs> I did see that in the IMDb fact. I was like, oh my god. Oh, it, it's an insult. Total garbage. Wow. And they and didn't bet, ask Joe Pesci because they were like, we're too nervous to go he's near gonna him. He's going to say no. <laughs> and I bet all of you are wondering, oh man, where do I know the kid that plays Kevin in Home Alone 4? Of course, we all remember him uh, as playing Tyler in the 2004 Scrubs episode, My Best Moment. Oh my God, oh, he is that. Yes. So I looked this up because I, w- I was curious, like, where did this kid come from? And that that is his second to last credit on IMDb before quitting acting forever. Do you want to know a little fun fact about that kid? What? If you try to go to his Wikipedia page, it takes you to Home Alone 4, Taking Back the House. <laughs> That's all he gets? <laughs> That's it. That's apparently it. Yep. Sucks to be him. Uh, I, and then, yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, this is, of course, also... Um, director Rod Daniels' last movie before retiring from uh, directing and then uh, dying. Oh my <laughs> god, what a way to go. Fame director of Teen Wolf. What a what a trajectory. He was like and Teen Wolf. like Father Like Son and Beethoven's second. <laughs> He's real he cornered the child's uh, sequel market. Yeah. Well, and also the the buddy cop movie K9, where it's Jim Belushi and oh a dog. God. Yes. Oh, I've never seen that. Neither you have I, but the, the, it's great. You can tell from the cover. This is a this is movie's nuts. Okay, this is I I wrote down and I was so proud of myself for writing this joke. This movie is like if Hallmark tried to make a Home Alone movie. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah. No, I mean, especially the one part that really got me that was really incredibly Hallmarky is when they were uh, decorating the tree. Um, Twice. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, I mean, it, holy the, crap. It was just so much. It was like a goddamn like Target commercial. It was aggressive. My favorite part is when the dad lifts up uh, the new mom and uh, goes to put her on the tree, and she's like, "What are you doing? What's the plan? If what's the plan if you don't if we don't succeed here, you're gonna drop me on the floor." It's also just like it's such a long sequence. Like it's um wait, this is also they have like the weird um like not punk rock cover of Jingle Bells, but it's like no. Jingle Bells, Jingle Bell, like trying to like go off the tempo a little bit to be cool. It's I I wrote down God I hate early two thousand music. It's like um oh what's that? It's like TRL made a uh, made a Jingle Bell song. It's it's really bad. Now I'm looking at all of the credits for the composer of this movie, Teddy Castellucci, oh and oh my God, he has he has done so much. He's done almost all of like the like OG Adam Sandler movies so Wedding Singer, Big Daddy, uh uh Mr. Deeds, A Crazy Nights. Uh so there's a lot here. He's done he also did the uh Wayans Brothers movie Little Man. <laughs> I remember that movie. I did, I remember not watching it because I was like is this really the joke? Is that yeah. he's a little man? Like that's it. <laughs> We're just going to make fun of little people for however long. Mm-hmm. And he also composed the music for My Super Ex-Girlfriend. Oh my god, wow, that movie. So, I mean, what, what didn't he just, like, failed? Was this, like, just, uh, he gave up for this movie? Or did you all actually like the music in this movie? 
I mean, the music itself, like just the whatever in the background, I can't really discern that much. Uh, but like, yeah, that I mean, the that Jingle Bells song sucks. And then I think the music at the end when it uh, when everybody has a happy ending, except for mm-hmm. the dad's mm-hmm. ex-girlfriend. Um, <sighs> well, I guess. Oh, yeah, I guess never technically fiance, because I don't know if they they might no, have they been, announced. I, it. No, they, they were, announced, yeah, they announced the party, it. Yeah. Yeah. We, I don't think we see a ring. Apparently, the original ending, they were not going to get back together. He was going to get together with Natalie, and then the mom was going to start dating just a police officer, just oh, some really? guy. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. It was it was going to be Marv's younger, more honest brother. Really? Yeah, That's but too much. But they scrapped it because they were like, "This is going to be a huge hit, and we're going to make a TV series, and everyone's going to watch Home Alone every every week." Thursday nights at nine, and then this is everyone watching it went, this sucks. This <laughs> yeah, I don't know is, how they, you would make a TV show out of that. It's ridiculous. Well, so they had, apparently, some of the cast members had a writer in their contract that said, like, if the movie did well, like, uh, and they wanted to option a TV show, like, they would be contractually obligated to be involved. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. and so, and uh, for a little bit of conf- context, so this was a made-for-TV movie. It was a part of the wonderful world of Disney which, like, it's basically just, uh, like, a Disney Channel original movie or, like, a certain block of the day where they're like, here's a family-friendly movie that everybody can enjoy. Or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just on while you're vacuuming. Right. If you vacuum for two hours. Yeah. Because I, you gotta drown it out. Yeah, I can't believe that I watched this, like, on HBO Max, and now I'm gonna <laughs> get, like, suggestions for it. Also, like, the HBO Max player was, like, breaking... Which I think it was trying to get me to stop watching this movie. Wait, uh, hang yeah. on. Me too. What happened to yours? So, like the uh, when I first went full screen, like the picture stayed in the corner and didn't stretch out, and then That's been happening, yeah. like the little controls never went away, and it was driving me up a wall. That happened to me too. I the whole time I was like, well, I know there's 50 fucking minutes in this movie left because it won't go away. <laughs> Yeah, I was shocked that when I looked down and it said 50 minutes left, and I was like, nothing's uh, happened yet except he flooded the house. Yeah. No, I mean, I, well, I've complained about this on previous episodes, and I won't talk about it too much, but it, it, it bothers me in a lot of other Home Alones that like it took a while to get to the action of like, the pranks and like the tomfoolery. Uh, I looked it up. It was at minute 26 that they, they did like the water prank where like he, you know, he did the bathroom and all the flooding, which is absurd. Uh, we need to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, at, le- at least they got to it a little bit, but it was a light, light tease and then they didn't go back to pranks for a while. It was just well, like. They didn't get back to pranks until the final 10 minutes of the movie. Right. Like, because I think when you're trying to make a Home Alone movie um, and you're just going off of the first or you're just thinking about it in retrospect. You think like, oh, it's about this like really smart kid that sets a bunch of traps. But when you actually watch Home Alone, it's about this kid realizing that like, oh, like be careful what you wish for, and like, sure your family frustrates you, but then when you don't have them around, uh, it's not fun. Yeah. And yeah. people always forget that part of it. And it's about being home alone. Yeah, and then it just becomes a thing of like, oh, well the kid's home alone, and he's got to be good with uh, like Rube. <laughs> that so in the third one they specifically made the kid alex really good at rube goldberg machines in the beginning they were like they show him like making breakfast with like a little toy trade making it go into his mouth or whatever i don't remember which the is movie. so stupid okay so i just rewatched um chitty chitty bang bang which don't do that and like 
there's this whole scene where Dick Van Dyke sets up a breakfast Rube Goldberg machine and it like cracks an egg and it like throws a piece of sausage onto a skillet. I'm like, dude, how much time are you saving? You have to reset <laughs> these like ball bearings and a train and like you have to get a new piece of string to like light with a fuse every day. Wait, I have two things. First of all, <laughs> uh, pause real quick. Uh, yes. Kai, yes, if you here. had to guess how long Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is, <laughs> how long would you guess that movie is? Ross, don't say anything. I've never seen it. So but take a shot in the dark. Based off of what I, all I know, I'm going to say two hours. It's two and a half hours long. Yep. That's a, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Lord of the Rings level Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Okay, I'm sorry. <sighs> so uh, there is, and there is a character in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang named Truly Scrumptious. Oh, great. That's just a woman's name. Totally normal name. Like, I, you guys should watch Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, mainly because, like, it was... It's kind of like the third of like Mary Poppins, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, and then Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah. And it's not, it's not, a, I don't think it's a Disney property. It's like MGM. So it's just like this outside studio trying to do like this fantastical Disney uh, type musical animated film based off of like some British work. And it's really disturbing. Like it terrified me as a kid, like, because there is also a child catcher character. Yeah, there's a kidnapper as a character yes. from that movie. Yeah, uh, he he traps kids in a cage, uh, and it's this like whole thing about like oh the kingdom hates children, and it's so weird. It's like you gotta watch it. Uh, I mean, but some of the songs are catchy. It's a, it's pretty great. That's a theme in all of the podcasts we do. Like we, our test runs, we we're, may or may not ever re- release them. We're on All Dogs Go to Heaven, like that series. Yeah. And of course, there's I think is there one or two of those movies where they keep a kid captive, like a. a the dog Scarface keeps a little kid like a like hostage, uh, was, like locked up. That yeah, was just well, to show one. that the kids are evil. Right, but also, you know what other movie has people kidnapping? <laughs> home Alone Four. Home Alone Four. Home Alone 4. Kind no, of. Yeah, they're no longer burglars. They, I mean, they are home invaders still, but they are there to kidnap a prince, I believe. Yeah. So here's yeah. the thing. They're also like going to the house like two days in advance to like hide or just to scope it out. Yeah, that's about right. I mean, if you were going to kidnap a kid, you'd want to go to the house and uh, scope it out because this is a smart house. It has all kinds of gadgets inside and you need to figure out a, what's going to happen there. A 2002 smart house. And this is yes. different, of course, than the Disney Channel original movie Smart House from 1999. Yes. Yeah. This one, this is a much worse smart house wait all right i'm gonna this is something that annoyed me the entire movie it one was, thing yeah i was gonna say i have a whole list but keep going yes what bothered what one thing bothered you jim it was so inefficient to go through doors they had to talk into a device every single time to open a door open door open door how, first of all how does the house know which door we're talking into a device is it just whatever is closest is this doing it by wi-fi does it have to connect to the wi-fi oh that's just so much easier than just putting your hand up to a knob and turning it and then open it oh i'm so weak that i have to talk into a thing the whole time it's nuts it's nuts in my defense or in the movie's defense i do think that it works with like especially with doors like and like curtains and stuff whatever yes. is closest because uh the girl the dad's girlfriend is like close the curtains and then it does that and he's like what the hell um (laughs) it's also like when i see things like that i i like smart technology smart house stuff is so 
just unnecessary to me because it in my head it always requires more thought than like i'm gonna turn on a light yeah i have to pull out a remote and speak into it yeah and also like every person that works in tech or understands tech they're like yeah i i have like nothing is automated in that way i don't have anything like that i don't have an alexa or anything you can't put that anywhere close to my house i also was thinking about when she did the um close the curtains thing mm-hmm. later on they show uh the guy from big daddy his name's is it cecil is C- is he cecil in this movie is he prescott in this movie he is prescott in this Pres- movie i think his name is uh prescott yeah yeah he was also in fresh prince of bel-air he always ju- he's always just yeah, comes prescott. up and he's like i'm a stuffy guy but also i'm not um that's yeah, he's like shtick. the stuff i was trying to un- remember where i knew him from exactly but it's like he's one of those guys that just has showed up in everything, and you're just like, oh, that guy. I also had that trouble, and the thing I was thinking about was Big Daddy. I was like, yes, I know this man. Um, yeah, honestly, that's probably... Oh, you know what? I'm looking at his uh, Wikipedia right now. I just saw him the other day in an episode of The West Wing. Huh. Oh, really? Good for him. Oh, he's also in The Mummy. That's what I know him from. I was trying, yeah. to, I was trying to connect the dots, and that's what it is. He's Ooh. a pipe-smoking man who's like... Dear Lord, we're in the desert. That's his whole character in that movie. He's also in one of, like, a show that I really enjoyed when it was on Lie to Me. I don't know. I'm not familiar with it. Oh, you got, you two are going to love Lie to Me. Basically, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like a, a crime procedural, a procedural, but instead of using uh, forensics or whatever, they focus on, like, micro expressions and, like, how, like, psychology and how, like body language and all that stuff to solve crimes. And it's really interesting. It's so good. And then you're like, I think I understand how it all works. And then you're like, no, it's too fucking hard. Oh, anytime I like I've taken, I've taken some psychology classes. Anytime I see it in the wild, I never recognize it. I'm always just like, yes, normal uh, human behavior. And then someone will be like confirmation bias. And I'm like, oh yeah, that is confirmation bias, I guess. Well, for me, it comes back to, like, I can't believe that this person would lie to me instead of telling the truth. And then that's how I fall for things and how I get people to, like, pitch me on, like, Home home Chef or whatever the hell is the latest thing. I've almost been pulled into two pyramid schemes. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to name them just because whatever. I'm not trying to lose, you know, uh, potential, uh, you know, sponsors. Um, so if but you want to this uh, episode is brought to you by Nexium. <laughs> no, no, actually, I, do I, well, I might edit it out later, but I got pulled into this thing where it's like, do you like vacations? And I was just like, yeah. It's like, do you want to go on vacations? I was like, yeah. And it's just like, you get to go around the world and like they buy up like hotels and like re- resorts. And oh, shit. okay. Yeah. And I then see. you got to get people underneath your tier to do the same thing and try to get other people to go. And that's literally that's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. It's yeah. 100% what it is. Uh, so I, I work I in a WeWork. Work and pre-pandemic and they would have people just tabling for like different goods and services and there was a somebody for like hello fresh or something and she like they had little crackers out so i was like oh, i'm just gonna take a cracker and say and just like kind of walk along and she's like hold on let me do my pitch and she was so like incessant and like I was like, okay, I need to do work, but I'll come back later. And I like went back to my office and like my head was throbbing because I was like, I don't want this. And like she kept making me look at the app and like look at different food options. And it was it stressed me. It felt like like I was having like 
somebody taking over my body. I was like, no, stop it. I don't want that. Ugh. I, I've, I've had a similar thing where, you know, the people on the mall who do that kind of shit to you. One mm-hmm. time I was like, yeah, I'll listen to your pitch. Like, let's do this. And then he like took out some disgusting cream and rubbed it on my face. Mm-hmm. And he was like, look at that. You have so many blackheads. There's so many blackheads in this cream now. And I'm like, stop calling me ugly. <laughs> and then my face smelled like fish for like three days. It was disgusting. That's so you would think that because like hand cream, people people can get on board with hand cream and then you can upsell them. But going right to the face, that is a bold strategy. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that's invasive. Don't do that. I, I was so mad. It was almost like he slapped me with it. But it like it was a very soft like I'm not being like this man assaulted me. He very it was just he was so quick with applying it to my face. I was like, oh, my God, get away from me. Oh, I hate yeah. him so much. So I wonder if uh, Mr. McAllister's fiance, if she fell into a pyramid scheme of home security. Ooh. Oh, you mean where just any if anybody gets your thing, they could just go security off, which is the most obvious thing to say. And then oh they could God. rob your house. Right. It's that like, easy. Because I feel like at this time, like different spy movies and things like that, like voice recognition is a thing. Like it would have been more interesting if like, but I guess that would have revealed the huge twist that uh, the one made is secretly in on the scheme. Okay. Because that's my question. I, I definitely wrote that down. At what point in the movie did you know that Molly the maid? Because the whole thing, because we were talking about Prescott, is that he got framed as the potential inside dude that's yeah. helping out Marv and Vera. I think is how you pronounce her name. Sure. Vera? Yeah, yeah Mar- I don't care. Vera. Marv and Vera's, uh, I think they're, yeah, they're married, yeah. That, Missy Pyle. Right, right, right. Yeah, the wonderful so, Missy Pyle. Like, Prescott got framed, but I mean, like, I, I mean, I, I knew relatively what. Like, when did you know after that point where he started getting framed that it was clearly not him and that it was Molly the maid? Never. I'm really? an idiot. Um, you catch it? So, I don't think it's that you're an idiot. It's just, like, nothing in this movie really clicks together or, like, like, nothing in the first act happens or matters in the third act. So, like... I could imagine you just not like I didn't really pick up on it. I was like, okay, sure, I guess. Oh boy, what a twist! It's it, he wasn't the bad guy; she was the bad guy. My oh, God, boy. how they, could they do this to us? They left I, her too vague. They like gave her character like nothing. Granted, they do that a lot with women in movies, but I mean, like it was it what? was just, what they left. Her, they didn't give People her much. People underwrite women in movies. I, <laughs> I just found out about this. Yeah, they underwrote the mom in this movie too. Catherine yes. O'Hara, except it's not Catherine O'Hara, it's some other shitty woman. Hey, you leave, uh, um, <laughs> you, hold on, you leave. She was, she's perfectly fine as a, per, like, as an actress. Uh, you mean just you leave Claire, Claire like Carey alone. Rhodesian born Claire Carey? Yeah, I just noticed that. Rhodesia? Oh, right. <laughs> An unrecognized, oh. So this actually brings up a really wild point. This was filmed in South Africa. That was it. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot to bring that up earlier. It was filmed in Cape Town. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Uh, I I think the part that got me the most with that was at the very oh. end, I was like, oh, wow, he made it snow on this clearly summer day. You mean he made it snow with the remote, the because the, it's a smart world and not just a smart house. Right. He's like, make it snow, baby. And then it starts snowing. And you're like, I can see the sun. Well, I can what see really? Clouds and green trees. 
What really made it seem uh, South Africa for me was when they pulled out of that shot further and you could see District 9 in the background. Oh, did it? Yeah, you were like, oh, yeah, okay, I've then, seen this movie. And then connected? Kevin, yeah, and then Kevin turns to the camera and says, fucking prawns. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Can I bring up a, a theory real quick? Um, so this this was called a soft reboot, according to the internet, right? Because it's like uh, a Kevin McAllister world, right? It's not the same as Kevin McAllister. Yeah. Marv is back, but and you know he's Marv has made comments about how you know he's had multiple run-ins with this kid. So whatever, it doesn't timelines don't add up, and it's confusing about how all this works together. I decided to get less frustrated and just decide that there's uh, a Home Alone multiverse, and Where that Marv is played by French Stewart. I, yeah, I mean, sure, why not? Uh, and I called it a multi-culkin, and I'm very excited to expand more, and I want to start writing some fan fiction. I'm a culky, I'm a, I'm a, a multi-cult, I'm a cult, a I got this, guys. Five more sliding, minutes of this. Sliding, <laughs> sliding culkins. I'm a culkin. Yeah. We're professional comedians. We've all been paid at one point or another. That's true. <laughs> Many moons ago. Okay, well, here, I just finished watching all of the Back to the Future franchise. Love uh, those. And, like, I, I'm tr- I guess this could even go to some sort of like time travel thing. Cause like Marty always forgets that he's not in his time. Mm. So when he's like, Hey Nike. And then 1885 people are like, what is Nike? Is that a type of horse or whatever? Right. And he's like, ah, <laughs> but so, but the thing that's frustrating so much about this is like, it's, I totally understand and I'm fine with like, Oh, Kevin and Marv, like, they know each other pretty well at this point. They have a relationship, if you can call it that. Mm-hmm. But, like, if this is the third canonical Kevin McAllister-helmed Home Alone movie, right? why why does no one in his family believe or listen to him? Right. Like, These are very a, specific people that he's describing. They even, they <laughs> that even have been see him. him. They see Marv, and they're like, who's that? And it's like, I get it. You wouldn't recognize him because he used to be Daniel Stern uh, 12 years ago. And also, Kevin, you're younger now for some reason. Uh, uh, You used to know him as Daniel Stern, but now he's French Stewart. So, yeah, of course, you're not going to recognize him. But also, he he, he was probably a key witness in their trial. They should know who Harry and Martin. How long were they in jail? Like, how long? They're just like, they're already out. They're already on like a casual adventure uh you know taking up a new life of crime well he was 10 in the first movie and now right. he's nine so technically they were in jail for a negative one years <laughs> wait wait Happened. so this also real quick because yeah. this is my list of really made me mad um so w- big reveal everybody uh uh the maid is marv's mom okay that is the thing that gets pulled into this movie is that <gasps> the maid is marv's mom i wrote okay. down marv if, has a mom <laughs> if marv is like surprised to see kevin McAllister, but is also currently doing an a arranged well thought out ployed like you know uh like whatever kidnapping his mom has been working for the McAllisters for some sort of period of time you how no, is the not the McAllisters no, no. Oh. She, she was working for Natalie Calvin is You're right the girlfriend <laughs> I have no reason to be mad because there's no in that case it might have not been known that Peter McAllister was just the boyfriend or the fiance or whatever yeah fuck also, also, like, I'm less mad. Happened, what happened with French Stewart? I, like, oh, wow. I loved, 
I loved Third Rock from the Sun. I think that's a genuinely fun show, even though I watched it a few, like a few weeks ago, and it's it's crazy. Oh. But like now he just pops up in all the like his credits include Beverly Hills Chihuahua Two, <laughs> uh, Inspector Gadget Two, Home Alone Four. He's in the sequel, the technically the prequel to Anastasia. Like, oh, come that's on. not all, Ross. You're actually very lucky. I'm so glad you asked. Let's get him in here. Hey. <laughs> um, hi there. It's me, French Stewart. <laughs> oh, French, what happened? Why'd you uh, make yeah. so many bad decisions back in the year 2000? You're a lovely actor, normally. Oh, thank you. I was Harry on Third Rock from the Sun, but uh, you know, gambling and uh, I divorced. <laughs> In 19, uh, I mean, uh, 2009. Are you reading your own Wikipedia? (laughs) No, that's peculiar. (laughs) French Stewart, you seem to be written by a a listicle. What's going on there? Um, I don't know. I'm just reliving my glory days being in the television (laughs) show Rise of the Zombies as Dr. Arnold. (laughs) I was in Clock Stoppers. Gotta go. (laughs) Well, uh, that cost me $800, guys, so hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, what a long uh, cameo that was. <laughs> Interactive, too. And also, yeah, that that was uh, French Stewart and not uh, a lazy Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> uh, this, who is this guy? <laughs> I don't think this really guy good does Jim a good Gaffigan. French Stewart impression. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> I think I, I just found out Kai has an excellent Jim Gaffigan impression. Oh, yeah, are we in the are we in the impressions part of the show? Yeah, no, no, I yeah, no. Do I was, I was oh, can you do microbiglia? Yeah, please. please do that. Yeah, what I should have said was nothing. What oh I did God. say was you'd be surprised. Well, you know, great. when I was a kid, my wife Chloe, uh, her name's Jim, and she wanted me to watch <laughs> Home Alone four, and I was like, why? I said, Chloe, why? <laughs> <laughs> I know his bits too. And I had a baby. And I didn't right, this is another eight hundred dollars. He's I do a <laughs> I, I do a, a pretty good John Mulaney uh just by existing because that's what I sound like. Yeah. Oh I can I can do a John Mulaney. I, if this becomes so self indulgent, you can cut this out. But if it's no, gold, no, 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 no. it's I, I don't do it. John and John, please have a conversation. <laughs> I <need to> see <laughs> this. Oh hello. Oh hello. You know, I was watching Home Alone 4, and this movie is insane. I was watching it, too. I was like, this is wild! <laughs> there is there is a horse loose in the McAllister house. They, they just let a horse go around everywhere, apparently. Because apparently Chicago is just Cape Town when you want to avoid paying taxes. You know, I used to live in Chicago. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, French Stewart? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm fine with this being just this this is it. This is all we're doing. Um you've just left uh R- Ross uh, and uh Jim's impression corner. I would <sighs> love if the rest of this podcast was just John Mulaney and Jim Gaffigan interviewing French Stewart and Mike Brabiglia, a best podcast in the world. Uh, this Hilarious. is the most fun part about guesting out a podcast. Like, I don't have to worry about keeping the reins or the focus. I can just, <laughs> I can just throw dirt at the wall. <laughs> uh, earlier today, I was driving my uh, my roommate Nate uh, uh, probably to Wildtown because I kept on 
I kept on doing Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, impressions, but like as if he was doing impressions of other celebrities. Um, and it's only because Jim and I started uh, using Marco Polo, that video walkie talkie app that is now going to sponsor us. Um, and that was something that Jim appreciated was just how horrible my attempt at Arnold Schwarzenegger is. Because it's just, Jamie, put your mother on the phone. Like, it's not good. It's Honestly, so that's not bad. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. You don't. You need to listen to me because I have so many things and I just I'm Al Pacino. I have big gun. It's like wow, I come in bang bang. It's crazy. <laughs> I did, that is a very fun thing and uh, you know we're eight months, eight hundred months into quarantine. Yeah, and like d- it's so fun to do impressions of people <laughs> trying to do impressions. Like it's such a weird mental gymnastic thing because I love like voice acting and like seeing like a character impersonate a different character sometimes the same person voicing them is so wild oh are you thinking about like the um uh was it a hank azaria clip where he's talking about how uh oh what's it mel blank his yeah his insane how he could do an impression of donald duck do an impression of um bugs bunny and he could also do one of bugs bunny do an impression of donald duck and they sound different which is yeah. apparently wild. Because like um, that's the thing. I'm not I'm not a professional voice actor by any means, even though that's like a pipe dream of mine. But it's like you, you like when you're doing an impression, and I guess if you want to go one level deeper, you have to be like, okay, now this voice is my baseline. Like I have to forget about my voice, and now I have to be like, if I, this was my voice, how could I? Where could I go from here? With that in mind, for me, please, can you attempt Mike Birbiglia trying to do a good French steward? <laughs> okay, I'll try. <laughs> so I met French steward, and he was like, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> That's weird, because also I feel like my Birbiglia is usually better, but I haven't like listened to him in so long, so I've like kind of lost the seed of it, mm-hmm. but like... Yeah, that was weird. I was like, I felt like I was gargling popcorn. You did it, though. You did it really well. Yeah. Oh, that thank was, you. No, no that's amazing. Mike Rebiglia doing an impression of him. That was really impressive. I told you before we started the podcast, if there's anything you wanted to take it out, we would do that for you. But if you want that out, it's not going anywhere. So that's the... <laughs> well, I'm sorry, that's staying in forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, the, it, uh, I spat it and you roll it. I... <laughs> you can quote me on that. I will. If you ever get interested in that kind of thing, though, uh, Mel Blanc talks about it sometimes on interviews. And he always they're always just like, how do you do a thousand voices? And he's like, well, it's easy. Uh, I think of one voice and then I add flair to it. And then that's a different voice. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, wow. And it'll be like uh, he'll be like, yeah, here's a French guy. And now here's a tough French guy. And it would be a completely different voice. And you'd be like, oh. Oh, that's how you do oh, it. Oh, it's that easy. Yeah, it's it's just as easy as that man who's the greatest at something. Well, uh, like, especially, well, you mentioned Hank Azaria, and I think I've heard, uh, if not him directly say it, but other people about him, that, like, a lot of his voices on The Simpsons are just, like, and Harry Shearer's are just, like, failed impressions of celebrities. So, like, I think, like, like, Moe, in particular, I think is, like, supposed to be, like, a Joe Pesci impression at first. No, he's he's a gravelly Al Pacino that's sped up. Ow. (laughs) Yeah, it's just... Uh, yeah, I, re- I remember because it's actually really cool to hear him build it because they 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 said, OK, do a Al Pacino impression. So he does it. So he did an Al Pacino impression and then he gave it some gravel to it and then he sped it up a little bit and then it became Mo. And you're it like, just oh became Mulaney. I again. No, it happens. <laughs> it happens all the time. 
that's all I have. I, I it's just John Mulaney pretending like he's Mo, but it's still John Mulaney. Can we talk about how this movie cuts out uh several siblings of Kevin's yeah. for no reason? We should do that because that was also I guess on my list cheapness. of things that pissed me off. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I mean, but also uh, no mention whatsoever of the extended family, which, from what I understand, they've been doing Christmas together forever, right? Like, yeah. the franchise, this is what they do. This is every year. They do it. And well, then they get no mention. Well, what happened is they're no getting Fuller, a divorce. No Frank. They're getting a divorce, and then Uncle What's-His-Face uh, was like, no, I'm not going near that poison anymore. They might. He might get his divorce on me. Because and, he's and a jerk and I hate him. I was about to say, famously, that uncle, his only line that I can remember is, look what you did, you big jerk, <laughs> to a 10-year-old. Yeah, no, actually, no, thank you for bringing up to a 10-year-old. I'm going to tell you the scariest uh, quote that I wrote down to tell a 9-year-old. Does anybody right. have any guesses to what this is or who said it? Is it, uh, I know somebody threatens him. So, Natalie, his future stepmom comes into his bedroom while he is asleep and goes, Kevin, are you awake? Your father and I, uh, we were, uh, what is it? Your father and I were a little rough on you before. Are you okay? Good. Because if you ever do anything like that again, you'll be, uh, you'll be out of this house, okay? And it's, uh, I'm sorry, you'll be out of this house so fast. Boo-hoo. Everyone's parents <laughs> get divorced. That's life. You'll get over it, but you're not going to come between your father and me. He wants you yeah. in his life, and I think that's admirable. But if you want him in your life, you better not cross me. Understood? That was right, right after. <sighs> that was right after his father was like, "Hey," <laughs> his father was like, "Hey, you're trying to break up my relationship." Like. Like, he's some kind of, like, Archie villain. I don't know. I've never seen the show. I don't know what happens in there, but, like... Yeah. It's also, in this movie, Kevin is so uncharismatic and, like, convincing. Because, like, Macaulay Culkin, like, he's, he's a charming kid. And, like, he has this innocence to him. But this one... Yeah, they're kind of going too far of, like, Dennis the Menacey, almost. And, like, I think it's also you know, this like a 12 year difference or something between the first home alone. Yeah. It's, it's over 10 years between the first home alone and this one. Right. And so like the world is different. There's smart houses. Everything is completely changed. Daniel Stern was a very physical comment, uh, comedian. He's very, very funny doing it. He's very cartoonish in the way he acts. French Stewart is not, not in this, at least I've don't, I've never seen him do anything like that. He's usually a pretty He's usually pretty good, but like talky person. Yeah, like he he kind of has like a like almost like a puppety um way about him. Like he he doesn't quite do physical comedy, but it's more like he just has a physicality to him. Yeah, he's got like a frowny face all the time. But they decided yeah. twice that it'd be great for them to show him and Missy Pyle walking through a gate because <laughs> they were like the physical comedy here is bananas. We have to put it on twice because we have to fill out the hour and a half <laughs> that this is gonna play on TV. There's one time where it's just like he's walking through the fence and then now and then the joke is that Missy Pyle is uh, uh, walking kind of funny and then he starts walking kind of funny as well. Can well, we deconstruct the tagline for Home Alone for taking back the house? Yeah, we can talk about that. So on the poster on Wikipedia, you can look at and it says bigger house, badder baddies, bigger and better laughs. The only <laughs> thing that comes true is bigger house. 
Yeah, <laughs> bad, bad or baddies. It's like half the same bad as last time's bad baddies. No, they're less bad because well, that's, yeah, in Home Alone more. 1, and I assume 2 and 3, because I just learned before we started recording that Home Alone 3, the villains are North Different Korean people. spies? Yes, that's uh, accurate. They're and working it's, with the North Korean terrorist yeah. group. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, like, we go from, like, like home invaders that express killing a, wanting to kill a child to whatever happens in Lost in New York, probably, like, we want to kill him, but successfully this There's time. A gun in his it's, face at one point, so yes. Yeah. And then... The New York the first movie except they're in new york this time yep. yeah and and then north korean terrorists yes oh yeah. and then this one you get two bumbling oaves that are married and don't really have a clear plan besides getting into a house in broad daylight several times we made marv the voice of reason out of these two like crooks they're like now no, Marv's he's, the, he's like oh i'm i'm just like i i know what's best vera and vera is just like he's she's basically just doing like harley quinn but like no fun at all he's like come on she her that's, only that's, thing was that she like she had a, a top ponytail yes. and then she would just like kind of mess with that and like that was that was the extent of her character in my eyes was just her doing that with her with just her wiggling her head around and we saw her hair move i mean she she definitely pointed out how dumb marv was at certain points for sure um but, but they gave him like he's the new boss right like i saw i saw like themes of like now he's got the hairy-esque uh beanie on his head now um you know, like he, I, don't, I don't know like he's you know he specifically is asking to be called the boss like i feel like He's taking the reins of of a character that we never learn why he's missing. We uh, sorry, that's a thing that drives me completely. What happened to Harry? Anyways, we'll never know. He's just uh, not the boss anymore. He's not the boss, but he's also just—is he dead? Did he no, die? That's, that's all that they said. They were like, Harry isn't here anymore. That's we're it. the that, we're the dry bandits. It's it's over. It's no longer wet. Except they get very wet because that's all that I remember. <laughs> that's the best part of the movie. Oh yeah. No, that's fair. That is totally fair. Yeah, Harry's just not in it. That's it. That's a shame. That they were like, I didn't notice the whole time. I was like, why is he wearing a beanie? Marv doesn't have like a classic beanie. Kai, you just cracked the code for me because they're trying to they're trying to fulfill that the fact that they couldn't get Joe Pesci, so they switched things around a little bit. Yes, they they put a, they put the hat on Marv, and I was like, and just yep. now I was like, oh my god, I'm so. And he gets he gets set on fire, which doesn't happen to Marv often in, in the other uh, in the other two installments. You know, now he's getting the same kind of similar uh, pranks happening to him. Yeah, the worst thing that happens to this to these bandits, I feel, is like they get really wet and then hit in the nuts. Well, uh, that, one of them gets bonked on the head. Uh, wait, uh, no, one of them got a hook into the anus. Oh, well, they I both got severe that. burns. Um, when when uh what's his name <laughs> sir patrick stewart what's his name i keep i keep saying his name wrong french stewart french stewart <laughs> when uh he comes in uh and he like sets up the hook to try to like uh test the uh, i don't know a weird contraption to catch kevin cal or like catch the prince in a bag i think a potato sack wait wait uh, can we back up like, a little bit yeah, yeah yeah sorry what's up I'm, so I'm sorry but he comes in with the bag and is like i've got the perfect plan it involves a bag and a rope and they were like and missy pa's like why don't you go over that plan real quick? Because it's a real complicated one. He goes, okay, we're going to put him in a bag and then we're going to throw him out the window. That was not a complicated plan at all. No, that's, that's kind of that's kind of a funny joke, though. Like, it's just like, oh, it's this complicated thing. But nope, it's just that. 
Nobody <laughs> kidnap a child. The plan it's, is kidnap them. But I mean, that's our first little bit of like a prank using the smart house, right? I think was like when he he put the the hook uh like with the rope like on the other side of the door, um and then Kevin Callister says open door and then all the weight lets loose and they both go flying out the window. Yes. Um. So I mean, like, but he got the hook right up into the butt. Uh, Ross, you've never seen it, but in Home Alone 2, he also gets kind of like he gets hit in the groin, he gets hit in the butt, he gets hit in the face with like it's just what happens to Marv. It's they, a shame. Like there, there is times where I'm just like I, throughout all of these where I'm like they should have died. Like when when he almost got decapitated by the dumbwaiter when like and his head was just like inside of it and it was all the weight of it crushing down. Yeah, like a F- Final Destination three. That uh yes never. Yeah, sorry two. <laughs> no, it's, Get it right, Jim. We'll 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 talk about that when we do the Final Destination series. Final uh, Destination three was the one with the roller coaster. I'm so sorry. I completely forgot. I saw it one time on cable twenty years ago. I don't remember. I'm sorry. I forgive you. No, but I mean like yeah, no, there are countless times where I'm just like, there's no reason why this character shouldn't have died right then and like right then and there. Yeah. It's also like so I I meant to bring this up forty five minutes ago, but so I watched uh I watched this video today, uh, where it was Aaron Sorkin talking about screenwriting and <laughs> Um, he said the key to writing a villain is to empathize with them and to be like, you can't see them as a villain. You have to understand where they're coming from, why they're doing what they're doing right. and all that. Um, I have no f- fucking clue why these bandits are here. They're not even called the wet bandits anymore. Nope. Like we're, we've tried to break down their plan and there isn't one. It's just like something involving the queen, prince and king. Of I, where? Of where? I don't remember. Or do we never find out? It's just a yeah, they're British. Family. Oh, they're well, British. What they're, okay. Yeah. What they're going to do is they're going to kidnap the kid mm-hmm. and then they're going to ransom him like uh, like the Lindbergh baby. Like that's all that that's their plan. Yeah. But, but the they question never is, stated, though. I'm, that was me just being like, oh, yeah, obviously they're going to kidnap this kid and try and get a bunch of money from the royal family. Yeah. And and I guess like we don't get a motivation in any of the other movies for why the bandits uh, and villains are doing what they're doing exactly. But like, at least in home alone one, you see that they have a clear relationship and that like, you know, like uh, Kevin and the bandits kind of found each other unluckily. Like they weren't supposed to be at the home. It was going to be cut and dry. The McAllister's I I'm assuming have a fantastic insurance plan. I'm sure. But this, it's just like, Hey, so we're gonna we're gonna steal the guy, see? And he's like, Yeah, that's right, Merv. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, oh, I don't I know why this. Missy Pyle sounds like Whitey from Eight Crazy Nights. <laughs> <laughs> but he does. It's Anna now. I like that that French Stewart impression of uh, a cop from the forties, Edward G. Harding, like Man, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna case the place, see? We're gonna we're gonna get in there and the kid's gonna make us all wet but not in like the good way. Well, that was him going back into his Inspector Gadget 2 uh, persona. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've, I've, I've completely forgot about to talk about this the whole time. That bathroom, when they make it, when they make the house all wet, right? Mm-hmm. I don't get it. At any point. Wait, how do, you get a, how do you get a smart house wet? Is this the beginning of a joke? What's up? Never mind. Keep going. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'm try- yeah. The thing I'm trying to get at right now is how I'm I, I'm about to make a joke about how to make a house come. No, <laughs> uh, the minute fifty. No, cut that. <laughs> uh, that bathroom was ready to burst at any second, and all that they had to do was be like, bathroom flood the house, and then the whole bathroom floods the entire house. It's like 
that was a, a poor plan on the house. That is not Kevin McAllister's fault. How is he supposed to know that it was going to flood everything? Also, this house is kind of tacky that um, they have a sunken ground level. Hmm. Yes. I th- also noticed that. I was, I was like, just like, ugh, like what? I like, that seems weird. What is this? The seventies? Take that. Uh. <laughs> Take that house. Except I like those. Do you ever see those? Uh, the like, houses? Sunken, no, like the sunken couches. Oh yeah, yeah. In the seventies, I know exactly what you're talking about. Where the living room kind of dips down like it's a jacuzzi. Yeah, they had one in Mad Men. I kind of, if I ever own a house one day, I kind of want that. The Beatles also had one in Help, and I love oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking So, I think the, it would have to be in the right space. I just think, like, for the most part, I, what I like about couches is that, like, they can clearly, like, define, like, an open floor, floor plan and be like, oh, this living room area, and you can move it around. But that, like, if you're walking around at night or something, you can just fucking fall in a mm-hmm. pool of cushions. That sounds That's, like a delight. I, I don't know what... Uh... When you're just trying to make a Dagwood sandwich at one in the morning with your sleeping cap on because you can't sleep. Been there. It's Wait. relatable content. I'm also imagining, like, in, like, a classic... Uh, I was about to say nighty, but that's not what I'm thinking of. Uh, like, a giant white shirt and, like, a candle with, like, a, yeah. a nightcap on. Like, rickety I, old man. I, like, legit talk about this once in a while to my boyfriend... I guess trying to signal that I want this for a holiday <laughs> or a birthday, but I like, I love the idea of having like one pair of those pajamas where it's like a long sleeve shirt that you have to button up. And then there's a matching, like basically I guess the pajamas that the bananas and pajamas were. Wait, you're talking about like a butt flap? Oh, stuff? not a butt flap. I don't need a butt flap. I can pull down my pants. Oh, like an adult. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Bananas and pajamas. I got you. Got you. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually thinking of the pajamas that like, Ebenezer Scrooge would wear. Yeah. Where it's yeah. just one gigantic shirt. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a, that's, I would just call that like a night shirt or something like that. Yeah, something like that. But I also like the bananas and pajamas because they're coming down the stairs. Uh, um, I like that. Would you look at it? They're coming down in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing that I wrote down uh, real quick. Uh, we got some of the old school language that you get like kind of like the cheesy stuff. Buzz calls his brother cheese face and zit face because he can't get any original insults. And my favorite line from Buzz, which, by the way, fuck this Buzz. I hate this Buzz version of Buzz. This Buzz goes, looked familiar. Yeah, he goes, you loused up my whole night, which I'm now going to tell people they loused up my night or evening. Yeah, that's a totally normal year. thing for uh, a 12-year-old boy to say. Yeah, you loused up. Yeah, and then, you're, and then if that 12-year-old boy was a gangster from the 40s, he'd be like, yeah, we loused the place. We all, we all talk like that, guys. I don't know. I, I get the just... <sighs> Everyone's always oh, so wait. mean to the Kevin McAllister. He just gets tripped and like oh, beaten on. He's terrible. My God. Okay. I'm this ready. is breaking. This just clicked for me because I was looking at this kid's IMDb. The kid that played Buzz, he was also the the one camper in Wet Hot American Summer that Molly Shannon like falls in love with. Yes, he is. Oh, oh wow! My goodness. He's also in Mr. Deeds with. The butler from this movie. He's also in Law and Order SVU. Good. Do we just want to name Every- all of his things? Because he's also in America's Everyone's Hero. He played a kid whose name was Bully Kid Tubby. That's kind of mean. My name's that- Bully Kid Tubby, see? <laughs> <laughs> so if, if, you, if you're if you bored at home and you want to entertain yourself, Watch you this. should go on the Simple English Wikipedia 
So Wikipedia yeah. famously has all these different languages. One of the languages that they have is simple English, which is for uh, people that speak English but might have some sort of reading uh, issue like dyslexia or something, or if English is their second language. So all of the language is short and concise. And Home Alone 4 is on the simple English Wikipedia. And uh, there is no oh plot synopsis. The uh, the only thing it says is the movie has some of the main characters from the first two movies, but all the roles are played by different actors. The movie was not popular. Uh, <laughs> it also says, interestingly we- enough, and it's not on the original regular English Wikipedia. It says that this movie is an interquel to the first two two movies, meaning that this movie takes place in between Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2. Okay, that's what they're saying? Oh! According to the simple English Wikipedia, Mm -hmm. there is no citation. No, I disagree with that 100%, because when when Marv says, like, he literally states that there has been multiple run-ins with this kid. Like, he's saying, why is it every place I go to, this kid's there? Implying that there's more than one place. I don't know. Are you telling me that Deborah Frank and Steve L. Hayes... Yes. didn't do uh, their homework and due diligence. Oh, we got to keep their names in the podcast. If you hear this, you add us on Twitter. I got to talk to you. If you hear this, if you hear this, Deborah Frank and Steve L. Hayes, I will fight you. <laughs> I will you fight know. you for making this movie. And you all know that I'm looking on IMDb to see if they have any other credits. Please do. Uh, Honestly, your the synopsis you just read could have just been what we said when we started the record button and then said nothing else, and that would have been just fine. <laughs> it was yeah, about we, what this movie was. We just say that, and then uh, this was filmed in South Africa, and then we could have just shut off the podcast. Everyone would have been like, I got the oh. gist of it. Oh, I have beef with Steve L. Hayes. Oh, You also want to fight him? And Deborah Frank. The two of them are partially responsible for the Muppets Wizard of Oz. No. One of like the hands down worst like Muppet movies because it was like a TV movie and it was such like a, a blatant just like we want to showcase Ashanti. Oh, my God. Quentin Tarantino was in it. Yes. As himself. What a stupid movie. Yeah, it's really bad. It's kind of like like this is the Muppet stuff where like uh, Disney was trying to like utilize them as best they could and they, it wasn't really working. Same with like that Studio DC show that they did where it's like the Muppets doing sketches with Disney Channel stars. So you have so you see like Kermit the Frog and he's like, wow, look, it's Selena Gomez and Ross Matthews or whatever. You're like, who are these people? Oh my God. I didn't know that uh, French Stewart did the voice of uh, <laughs> Kermit the Frog. I can do better Muppet impressions. Okay. Oh, I actually, I'm going to do this real quick. Cause I listened to this episode of kid flicks. I listened to one with you and Kelso. One of my favorite things in the world was Kelso's impression of Dr. Teeth. I, I was like walking around and she did that and I, I laughed so hard at her going I'm, 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 I'm. <laughs> like it, it's a it's a skill that I have and also a curse that I am forced to walk the earth with that like not to boot, toot my own horn but like I can do a decent amount of Muppet impressions mainly because they're all like the silliest voices that you could possibly do all right we're gonna rapid fire them real quick okay okay I'm okay here's what I'm gonna do I'm Are gonna... you doing French Stewart doing every single Muppet? Shit. I keep accidentally taking pictures of the Skype call. <laughs> I love it. I've been getting, I've been seeing them and I love it. I think it's great. That's a good one to me. 
Okay, so yeah, sorry. So I am I'm entering full screen of my uh, computer, so I'm not distracted. I'm not looking up any Muppets. Okay, so you can give me any Muppet, and I will do my very best. Okay, we're gonna start off. Fozzie Bear. Ah, waka waka. Rolf the dog. Ugh, it's not so easy being a dog. Bunsen burner or Bunsen honeydew. Oh, hello, Beaker. Rizzo the rat. Oh yeah. Dr. Teeth. All right. Janice. Oh, sure. Sam the Eagle. This is a good uh, tribute to America. Statler and Waldorf. My favorite part was the end, where it ended. (laughs) (laughs) I loved all those. Thank you. I wonder if I can do an impression of Walter. Walter. I love the Muppets. Huh. It's just your normal voice. Well, that's him. He's just like a guy. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Walter. <laughs> that's one series I'm looking forward to get into. Honestly, I think I've only seen a maybe one or two Muppet movies. Maybe three. Maybe three at this point. You you two have to have me back for any Muppet discussion. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also recommend on Disney Plus both. Uh, the Muppets Now show is just very like it's it's more aimed for kids than a lot of like Muppets, the original Muppet show from the 70s. But like it's still good fun and they utilize the characters well. And then Earth to Ned is just like it's not Muppets. It's like a Henson property, but it's just like an alien that hosts a talk show. And it's just really delightful. Did you if, ever watch the original series? Yes, uh, I rented the first couple seasons when they like came out on DVD at Blockbuster. Oh, really? I, I've I've watched a couple and like it's very good humor. It's it's very like timeless, but also very yes. of its time humor. It's it's very bizarre in that way. Yeah, like uh, like I'm I'm a very big Muppet fan. I'm not quite on like I'm not like in a message board actively, but like when I meet another Muppet fan, we just go off. And there are certain episodes of my podcast, like there's one episode of my podcast with um, the 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 really nice guy that runs the Muppet History Twitter account. And we just talk for an hour about like very like specific deep cut Muppet things. <laughs> nice. uh, but yeah, like I, I debated buying the DVD set because it's this whole contentious thing of like they never are going to put them on streaming sites because there's so much like music in it that they would have to license. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just this thing, like, even though, like, they're not as amazing as they used to be, like, it's just, like, this, like just the spirit of the characters and just, like, how optimistic it always is, is just, like, really nice and, like, uh, like, that everything is tactile. Like, you can see that they're in the real world rather than just, like, green screen stuff. Mm-hmm. See, you guys, you two got me talking about Muppets, so no, that's, no. that's on you. I actually have an idea. I want Home Alone remake and only I, Kevin is a human and everybody else is a Muppet. I'm you just did it. I want Home Alone the Muppets, ro- the Muppets special. I want to see it and I'm curious. And I, Ross, based on how much I've gathered that you care about the Muppets, who would be the best Kevin McAllister? So Walter. Well, well Kevin oh, McAllister would You're be saying, the only. Oh, that's uh, right. So hold on. So we're gonna do that. We're redoing the entire movie now, but Kevin McAllister is played by the actual Macaulay, Macaulay, Culkin, Culkin that exist at this age yeah, so let's say that like yeah amblin entertainment or whatever was like we're gonna make this right now we got this kid he's great and he's gonna act alongside the muppets right. i've just brought up the wikipedia page for home alone and i'm looking at the main cast right now to try to uh figure it out this might not be good uh podcasting but 
We're gonna we're gonna find out. So Macaulay Culkin, he can still play uh, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Harry and Marv. Um, I think Harry will play uh, will be played by Rizzo, and then oh. Marv will be played by Gonzo because Perfect. they are often paired up, like in Muppets Christmas Carol. Um, the uh, the family, uh, I think, could basically just be like Mr. Mr. T from the Electric Mayhem. Like, just put I I can't really think of who the dad is because I don't remember him. But let's say so Ke- uh, Kevin's mom played by Catherine O'Hara in the original. That's obviously gonna go uh, to Miss Piggy because right. unfortunately there aren't that many female Muppets. Weirdly enough, but right. then that means that uh. And you would think, oh, that means that uh, Kermit has to play Gus the Polka King. No. Ah, that goes, damn it. That goes to Ralph. To Rolf. <laughs> okay, and good. Oh, thinking, yeah. oh, that oh should yeah. Dr. T be Gus? No, because he's not uh, that emotional of a character. Ralph, uh, Rolf has, like, gravitas. And I think he can actually pull it off. Um, and then the old man uh, that Kevin is scared of and then isn't scared of anymore uh, that's, uh, I'll, I'll give that to either Kermit or honestly, Sam Eagle popped in my head. And I think that that makes a lot of sense for some reason. I think that honestly, last one does, but I think Kermit could pull it off, but I'd want him to be more of kind of like a creepy grim reaper kind of energy vibe to it. But yeah, honestly, I would actually put Statler and Waldorf in that position. Mm. Oh, they're both playing him. Yeah. Cause they're, they kind of always just show up in things like as as the jerk and then just like at the end that i don't know though because Wait. they don't because they the joke is that they're never nice so well, i guess that would be a good idea for statler and waldorf i think that they that they are like the next door neighbors or something so during all the chaos when all the traps are going off it keeps cutting to them and so like rizzo's hair lights on fire and he's like ah ah and then oh it cuts to statler so and waldorf and they're like Oh, guess he's really fired up. Yeah, almost as I, w- I wish the director was fired. Oh, or something like that. <laughs> like that's that's kind of how we play in that in that in that uh, sandbox. Okay, yeah, you're right with that. You're definitely right. I appreciate you going there with me. Oh my god. <laughs> Did you like write that weeks ago, Ross? Like no, that that was just now. Uh, looking at the Wikipedia. Are you always ready to cast any movie? With Muppets? Like, Honestly, yes. <laughs> that, that was an idea that I briefly had for a podcast called Better with Muppets. And it's just <laughs> watching a movie or something and then being like, how could the Muppets improve it? But I'm like, that's not a podcast. That's no, not it thing. totally is a fucking podcast. Please make that a thing. I mean, you'd only have to be able to do like 10 minute episodes because I think. <laughs> yeah, like, only get uh, so much I don't know. Um, like, I love you, Beth Cooper. That's uh, that'd be cool if I had Muppets in it. <laughs> It's just a list of what, and that'd be I cool. Would, <laughs> that'd I, be would cool. Love, I would love if every episode was like two minutes long, where it's just you going, uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, that could have Muppets in it. I, and then I you don't have to do like a deep dive Muppet podcast to get it out of my system so I don't have to say it to anybody else. Honestly, that's what the, uh, the writer of Home Alone 4 said. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I will take this burden. It, uh, I was about to do a spoiler alert for Bly Manor, The Haunting of Bly Manor, but I won't. I have no idea what that is, and that seems to be important to people right now. Uh, I look like the chef in it currently, I've been told. Yes, <laughs> you do. I, I was thinking that. I'm actually I, I'm bored this week, so I think I'm going to shave into a mustache as well. Oh, uh, it's so freeing. Well, I've done it a few times just like when I'm shaving my beard fully, and I just haven't done it in a while. And uh, 
it's like I figured, why not? Like it's uh, like we're recording this a little bit before Halloween. Maybe I'll think of like a fun costume. Freddie Mercury. That's what I always do. Oh yeah, yeah that's a good idea. Uh, or, a I good could, face or I could mustache. be uh, like British constable. I'm like, you get back here. <laughs> you get out of this train station, Paddington. <laughs> I gotta get rid of Jack the Ripper. We've all seen those movies. Uh, I wish I could pull off a mustache. We'll see. I might try to do it because I'm doing some. Uh, I'm trying to get into doing poll working. Um, nice. The, the voting kind, not the sexy kind. But I would do that too. Actually, that'd be really fun. Yeah. Um, well, actually, maybe this. Who knows? Maybe the three of us. Uh, it's almost November. If we all feel the urge to shave into a mustache, we could do that Movember well, thing. Well, I don't well, know. Oh yeah, that that's is. totally a thing. No, I never really did it either. But I, I guess it's just so like the 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 mask that I have can be like really flush against my face. Um, oh, that's smart. So oh, I was that's like, really if, smart. Yeah, I was like, okay, cool. I need to get as rid of all this. So I'm going baby face. But in the meantime, I'm totally even gonna mustache it up though for like a hot minute. Well, here's the big fun recommendation. When you're shaving, you got to shave at least for a second, shape it into like Civil War soldier. So like yep. the one where it looks like oh, a yeah. W. I do it every time. It's yep. a good one. It's a good one. I non like non ironically did the, the Wolverine probably at like 23. Okay. Uh, oh, I've seen that picture. <laughs> you've Oh, you well on. What were you late night going through my Facebook? Yeah, well, when I friend somebody new, sometimes <laughs> I'm like, oh, I wonder what their like old profile pictures look like, because no, it's I, always funny. I, I wonder what they used to look like. No, I, I did the same thing. Jim, I did that for you as well. I think there was a um, an advertisement or whatever, a promotion I was trying to make for our improv group, Daddy Issues, if you don't follow us on Instagram, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but, uh, did you I see was, my old profile picture from uh, 2007, when uh, I was 11 years old? No, don't worry, I'm not no. doing that right this second. It's going to be – actually, we don't have a single post on our Instagram, Ross, but that's actually going to be Rotten Treasure's first post is just you. <laughs> Find out the context for this little – would you leave this kid home alone? <laughs> <laughs> would you leave this way, kid home alone for taking back the house? It's our first post, and it's it's not a, it's not even about our first episode. It's about I, our episode. You're not I, I give my full approval and blessing for you to no con- – and people are going to be like, oh, shit, did Ross start another podcast? And I'll be like, no. No, 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 don't worry, you're safe. Oh, I'm only in 2010, hang on. Yeah, yeah, it, it, I used to update my profile picture a lot. Now I do it maybe once a year if I, like, get a good picture. Right. My profile uh, is from uh, 2015, I think. Oh, I, no, is this the com- the comic book one? No, uh, no, it should go even further. Or There was one, I think, right after or right before that where, like, I'm wearing a polo shirt, I'm on the floor, and I'm holding a bunch of tickets. Uh, that's the second to last one from 2008. Yes, because I'm in whoa, an arcade. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's happening? Why are you holding the tickets? What's going on in this photograph? Because I was in an arcade, oh, okay, cool, cool. and I won the three-coin jackpot. What? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a it big deal. Big. It's a big day. I think we're actually in uh, uh, wrap-up territory. Yeah, uh, I was gonna, I, I was gonna get there. I, what I wanted to know. Why? Because uh, we completely abandoned talking about the movie. Well, that's what I want to do. And honestly, it's actually, it's actually it, because I'm like, uh, we need to keep this one on time. No, I mean, <laughs> the, last, the last three, we went an hour and a half, and it's very difficult to. Uh, Jim, if anybody's listening to podcast. Home Alone, the Home Alone Four episode of our podcast. They listened to the full episodes of the other one. There's no way someone's like, I'm going to definitely listen to just specifically the Home Alone 4 episode. You'd be surprised. People are where they're like, oh, I know I need to hear what people think about Home Alone 4 and ignore the rest. 
Well, folks, if you are coming in for Home Alone 4, definitely go back and check out 1, 2, and 3. All of those episodes are an absolute delight. Please do that. Um, I, I I always – I'm actually – I always forget, like, we've been doing this for years. Uh, what is our um, our wrap-up question, Jim? I forgot it already. Oh, so, so the wrap-up question is uh, – do y'all have any uh, uh, leftover notes that you want to bring up? Was there anything that just never came up in conversation? Oh, yeah. What pissed you off? What did you not? Oh, wait. Yeah, I have one right away, and it's really sweet. It's the quote that I liked the most. You shouldn't stay somewhere um, just because you're scared. Life's too short. And I, I... Oh, yeah, that was nice. Of this garbage movie, that was the one thing that I was like, that's nice, you know, to actually have, like, as a general... Um, backbone you know and because we were talking about the movie actually having some wholesomeness to it to me that's the only piece yeah mine was um the 13 televisions what was the point of there being 13 televisions and then the maid comes on the tv and she's like hey kevin you can have whatever you want for breakfast and he's like i can and then it was just very basic french toast it's like the driest french toast i've ever seen in my life (sighs) he does have uh he does have a dope setup, though. That TV setup is very blank check vibe. Uh, what's yeah. what's well, it's the point funny. of watching 13 uh, uh, It's a Wonderful Life's in a row? Well, so I watched Back to the Future 2, like, the other week, and similar thing. Like, it's this futuristic thing where, like, oh, you can watch TV and have, like, nine picture-in-pictures, and it's super loud and stuff. And then people are like, that's basically like how people watch TV, but they're also on their phone. I'm like, shut up. It's not like that. Go away. Why are you in my house? Right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like it's that kind of thing of just like, what's the most opulent thing you can think of while also being on a TV movie budget. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. I think about that with like my little brother one time was like, I don't understand why they change things in the, uh, from the books, to the movie and like budget, it's always budget. They yeah. can't afford to give Harry Potter purple eyes or whatever it was. That's why. No, well, no, no, it was because um, Daniel Radcliffe like could not do, figure out uh, contact lenses. Like he just, like they wanted to give it to him and he was it just like hurt his eyes too much. I don't know yeah. why, but there's a part of me that was just like, like, yeah, Daniel Radcliffe just couldn't do it. He normally can bust out the purple eyes, but he couldn't do it this time around. Like in yeah, my mind, he's that amazing. He can change his eye color on demand. That's how good he is. Well, I guess also speaking of technology in this movie, real quick, um, I did like the flashback scene of uh Kevin like burning a CD. Uh, and like <laughs> hacking recordings that he somehow got of Merv. Merv, Marv, Marv. Who Mervy. cares? Mervy, Derv. <laughs> Mervy. Uh, no, that was the. I feel like that was like the replacement kind of. But you didn't get to see the second one. But he does like something with a recording device called the Talkboy, which you might be familiar with because they mar- they marketed those out in the real world. But um, yeah, no, he he definitely did like some parallel callback recording business with. Yeah. Uh, well, he also does uh, does on the first movie with the gangster. Tape. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Angels with Dirty Souls. I thought it was actually weird this time around that he recorded uh, Shut Up, You Moron. But he didn't do any. He, all he did was uh, say that back to Missy Pyle, and she was like, How dare you? And then that was about it. That was the only point yeah. of it. Like in the other ones, he gets them to like run away or to like give them a free pizza for it. Oh, it's to, like, to believe they're being shot at by with a, an assault rifle? Yeah, yeah. but in this one, he's, she's just like, Hey, that's not nice. And then she like storms down the stairs. And then I actually did laugh when he goes down when he falls down the stairs. He goes and he lands in perfect sixty nine position. About that, that was the only part that made me laugh in this movie. I I kept almost 
texting Kai throughout the entire movie, like, fuck this movie. Yeah, no, Jim and it I will, throughout these movies, we'll kind of touch base a little, like, we've been touching base a little bit, or, like, when we're watching it, we kind of reach out. It was pretty clear that we both were like, fuck this movie. Because uh, I, I feel like, and I mean, I, I have no information about it, but I feel like number three and maybe even number five, like, because they're so bad, they have, like, very weird, like, TV and movie stars in them that you're like, this is, like, campy and, like, it's bad, but it's, like, fun to watch. Yeah. This one really, like, it, it's short. It's an hour and 20 minutes, and it mm-hmm. really, oh, my God, it was a slog to watch. You feel every second of that hour and 20 minutes. You really do. Whereas the second, or the third one, they were like, uh, you know what people love in this movies? They love watching a little kid beat up adults. So we're going to have four adults, and then they're going to do a bunch of pranks on them. And it was like, okay, this is actually kind of fun. Uh, in comparison to this one where they did two pranks and the rest of them was just them uh, being mean to each other. Right. Yeah. Getting lightly donked on the head and kind of fumbling around a little bit. Are, like, are you two watching a Holiday Heist as well? Did I talk about the fifth one? Yeah, next yeah. week. Yeah, we're yeah. We're, uh, we're coming back with that one. I'm, it's, woof. I'm excited. Uh, it's going to be something. It has, I, I still can't believe it has Malcolm McDowell in it. <laughs> Yeah, you remember Malcolm McDowell from uh, A Clockwork Orange. And also Crab Man from My Name is Earl. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, we all love Crab Man. I was really hoping Crab, like you were going to, I didn't know that it was, I don't watch My My Name is Earl. I just really wanted Crab Man to just be like a local Philly person. <laughs> <laughs> he like, kind no, of is. We, we all know several Crab Men in Philly. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Like, What's like, happening to me? I'm becoming a crab. We all know that guy. Honestly, I think I have to rewatch. I I need to watch it because I have. It's been years since I saw My Name Is Earl, but I feel like it's kind of like a pre, um, good place, good place. Just in terms of like, oh, it's about people trying to better themselves, and like, it's cartoonish, but also like weirdly like down to earth in a lot of ways. I actually hmm. just I I rewatched the the first season of it. Uh, it holds up about it holds up pretty well. It is you're right. It is very like pre good place. There's like once in a while where there'll be a joke where you're like, their heart was in the right place, but it clearly wasn't like, sure, quite right. But like, there's also part of it. Well, we'll, we'll end the podcast and then we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, I don't really have any other more notes than that, honestly. My first note is just this is a huge bummer. Uh, Ross, do you have anything to uh, plug? Um, yeah. So I t- I took a little bit of a break just because kind of uh, the world right now. And my mental health is teeter-tottering. Oh, feel that, feel that. And now I feel perfect because of Home Alone 4. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I have uh, I host uh, a kids movie review podcast called Kid Flicks. We actually reviewed Home Alone a while a while ago. It's a great um, and episode. Kai, yeah, and Kai, um, you were on and you discussed Jumanji with me, and that was a good time. Uh, uh, well, I, I need to have both of you on at some point soon. So we can do some hashtag cross promotion. Uh, and then uh, I also produce uh, Keep You Posted with Hannah Trav, which is a comedy news uh, of the week podcast. Awesome. And obviously you have a live show happening this Friday. <laughs> that's, so that's uh, I was kidding. This is released. Uh, it's going to be a while. Past. It's going to be released in like a month. So, yeah. So uh, um, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> oh, my God. You can. uh <laughs> You can watch that live show uh, a month ago. Uh, good luck. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I heard that this year, um, the Charlie Brown, the great the uh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving episode isn't airing on TV because Apple TV Plus got the rights. That's bullshit. 
I'm mad. Torrent it somewhere, watch it, and hit me up with your favorite float parade balloon. Oh my god, wait, are they not going to have the parade this year? <gasps> we have to end now. Uh, Goodbye, everyone. Oh my god. Yeah, no, please, Uh, French Stewart or Frob Stewart or Patrick Stewart, please let us take us out. If you're out on the road, <laughs> feeling lonely and so cold. Goodbye, everybody. We Bye-bye. Are... <laughs>